Good morning, Brompton Road. Good morning. Ah, so you guys are more awake because you've had more time to sleep. <laughs> um, before we begin, let's pray. Heavenly Father, open our eyes this morning to see the wonderful truths in your word. And may your voice be louder than mine as you speak to every heart that is listening. Amen. Amen. The title of today's message is, You Are Invited. And yes, I said that with an accent. You are invited. And the reason why I said that is because I am originally born in, from, I'm originally born from Ghana. I'm from Ghana. Jeez, I don't know why that was so difficult to say. Anyway, I was born in Ghana and I came here when I was young. And I've been here for the majority of my life. So I am very proud to be British, but I'm also very proud to be from Ghana. You see, in Ghana, when you go and visit someone, especially when they are eating food, one of the ways in which they welcome you to join that meal is they say you are invited. So, Brompton Road, you are invited. So I'm welcoming you. But I heard that at Brompton Road, you guys like to do a bit of participation. So that's what we're going to do now. So I want you to put on your best Ghanaian accent and you've got full permission to do so. Okay? <laughs> Today you are from Ghana. Nowhere else. So the way you do it, you say, Vai Ted. In Vai Ted. So on the count of three, I want you guys to say it back to me. One, two, three. Hey, I feel like I'm in Ghana. This is wonderful. <laughs> so since you did that so well, let's take it up a notch. Let's imagine that we are in Ghana. The sun is beating on your head. The chickens are cuckooing, cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. And you are just smelling your neighbor's food. And you're like, wow, what is that? So now we're going to do it again. But now you have to say it to the person next to you. And you have to be really smart because the person you choose, you are basically declaring that they are your favorite person. So pick wisely. <laughs> so imagine you're in Ghana, you're smelling the food, the sun is in your face and all of these things. And on the count of three, you're going to say to the person next to you, you are invited. So one, two, three. Invited. <laughs> Amen, amen. <laughs> so today's passage that we'll be looking at is from Isaiah 55, from verses 1 to 3. And the title of it says, Invitation to the Thirsty. It says, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come. Buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Imagine that, free wine and milk. That is wonderful. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen, that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. You see, invitation is important because it shows a heart of generosity. It also shows a heart of hospitality. 
And when you know something you are inviting someone to is good, you take pride in it. As I look around and I see the different cultures around, I know you guys take pride in the things that you love. I know you guys take pride in the food that you have. You see, in Ghana, we take pride in our food, especially our jollof rice. Wow, I heard wow, yes. And in case you didn't know, jollof rice is a spicy tomato-based rice with flavor upon flavor upon flavor. But the problem is, I know that there are Nigerians in the room. And for context, Ghana and Nigeria have been warring about whose jollof rice is better for centuries. But as Archie said, I recently got ordained. So I'm not here to pick sides. All I want is peace, love, and unity. But I get the sense that maybe one day when we're in heaven and we are sitting at the heavenly banquet and Moses and John and Ruth and all of the crew will be sitting there smiling, eating, Hot, Ghanaian, <coughs> jollof rice. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to leave it there. I'm just going to leave it there. In Isaiah, the first half of the book shows the old way was, of living was corrupt. It was unsatisfying. It was expensive. It was unfulfilling. They were doing things that God wasn't pleased with even though they had various warnings time and time again. In the second half of the book, God is offering a free invitation to a new way of life, a new promise with him. It's a message of forgiveness, of hope, and of comfort. The prophet Isaiah is saying, come back, change your thinking, and be restored. And for those that like a bit of alliteration, it's basically saying, return, repent, and be renewed. Verse chapter 55, which is what we just read. God is asking his people to ask themselves, why do you spend money on things that don't satisfy you? And I think it's an important question in light of all the things we can pour our money, our time, our effort into today. God is saying you are wasting your time and money on things that don't satisfy, yet I am the one that can satisfy He's saying the thirsty should come and drink and the people without money should come and eat. God is talking about a spiritual sustenance. Food and drink cost money and that only lasts a short time and that meets our physical needs. But God is offering free nourishment that feeds our souls. Each and every person in this room, each and every person across the world, our souls are longing for something that is free. But it's free for us because Christ paid the price for that on the cross. He suffered the ultimate thirst so that we would not have to thirst in the same way. So basically, the old, the first part of Isaiah is saying with the more money they had, the more problems they were experiencing. And then it hit me and I said to myself, wow, the rapper Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. Notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Biggie Smalls, he must have been reading Isaiah because he did a track that said, more money, more problems. That's exactly what was happening. But God's invitation is saying, no money, no problem. It's a free invitation. As we look at these verses, there are three drinks that are highlighted. 
The first being water. And water represents that need for refreshment. When you are most thirsty and most desperate and most dehydrated, it is Fanta that you want. I was just checking to see if you're still awake. It is water that you want. No one even said anything. <laughs> terrible, terrible. When you're most desperate and most dehydrated, it is water that you want and nothing else. And God is inviting the people of that time to receive refreshment, restoration, and a new beginning. And God is inviting each and every person here to receive refreshment, restoration, and a new beginning. You see, before I came to HTB, I used to work in the fashion industry and do modeling as well. And I lived my life in that industry enjoying. I was enjoying. I mean, who doesn't like free clothes and discount? I do. I had that in abundance. And I had went to parties and I did this and I did that and I exhausted all the options. But little did I know that I was dehydrated inside. There's only so much you can fill yourself with. And I did that time and time again for many years. And it's so funny, the very thing that distracted me from God was the clubs and everything else. And the very place that God decided to speak to me in was the club. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I was in the club and I had my two for two drinks, my rum and coke. That's my drink of choice. And I just stood there in the club. And as I looked around, I just said to myself, surely there's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be. Fast forward and I see a poster of Alpha on the bus. And conveniently, Alpha was starting the following week. So I took myself to Alpha and I came to this very building for the first time. And it was then that I rediscovered and discovered God's living water. Finally, things were satisfying the dehydration in which I had in my soul. Can I just take this moment to say thank you. Thank you to each and every person here that has contributed towards the life of this church and has contributed towards Alpha. Because of your generous giving, me and many others have been able to experience and encounter Jesus and had their life transformed. Do you know that over 30 million people have done Alpha across the world? It's incredible. All because of your generosity. Alpha is not the only way in people can meet Christ, but it is a great tool in which people can discover who Jesus is. And maybe today you're here and you're either here for the first time or you're returning and you are asking that same question, is there more to life? You saw the promo video. Maybe you're curious. Maybe you feel empty, unfulfilled, dissatisfied, or maybe spiritually poor. But God is saying, come. Even if you have no resources, come. Even if you have nothing to give, come. Even if you've exhausted all your options, come. The second drink is milk. And milk represents the need for ongoing nourishment. When someone is gasping for life, you give them water. But when a baby is growing and you want them to continue to grow, you give them milk. You don't just give them milk once, you give them milk time and time again, and then they grow. 
And God is saying, I'm not just here for the emergencies. I'm here for the long haul, for your health, for sustenance. He invites you not only to come alive with the living water, but he also wants you to be stable and strong with milk. And I don't know about you, but there's so many things happening in the world and so many things happening personally to people. Maybe you're grieving, maybe you are struggling financially, and all you need is some stability. All you need is some strength so that you can carry on for the next day. But God is inviting you into that relationship with him. And then the last drink is wine. And wine represents joy and celebration. God is saying that inside of each and every one of us, even those that are not smiling right now, there is a child inside of you that wants to experience joy so that we can shout, so that we can sing, so that we can laugh, so that we can dance. Last week, Archie showed a picture of the queen and she was smiling and it was one of the very last pictures before she, she passed. And he was talking about how we should carry each other's burdens. That's how we will grow together as a body of Christ. And he was saying that, do not grow weary of doing good. And the smile on the queen's face was a, a symbolic image of someone who has not grown weary of doing good. In 1961, the Queen visited Ghana. She visited Ghana despite the fact that there was a lot of opposition from the British press and from politicians and so on and so forth because there was a lot of things going on. And one of those things that was going on is that Ghana was being bombed. People were trying to attack the president of the time, Kwame Nkrumah. However, she insisted that she must go. And during a ball that was organized in her honor, in front of all the world's cameras, she danced with the president of Ghana. And you know, I look at that image and I just realize, wow, that is joy, isn't it? That despite what is going on in the surroundings, you can still have a smile on your face. You can still experience joy. And it's not just happiness, because happiness is described as dependent on external circumstances, where joy, on the other hand, comes from within. It is a much more enduring feeling that persists no matter the circumstance. One person that exemplifies joy to me is my mum. My mum is the life and soul of every party. She's the first one on the dance floor, the last one off. She will smile and crack joke about everything. Everything she wants to make a joyful occasion. We've got 10p off the vegetables, she wants to just make it a big situation. And mum, we're in Asda, relax. Come on. Now, I can tell you about my mum, but here's a, a, a little clip of, this is what my mum tends to do on a regular basis.
that dancing session. <laughs> yeah, big up Mumsy. Um, uh, that lasted for about two hours, just so you know. Just so you know. That is just, uh, that's my mum. But if that doesn't show joy, then I don't know what does. Because the reason why she is like that is not because she likes to dance and all of that stuff, it's because she is centered because of her relationship with Jesus. You know, today is Alpha Sunday. And the reason why Alpha, the reason why 30 million people have experienced Alpha is because of the invitational culture, because of your invite. And maybe you've never done Alpha before, maybe you're curious, I'd encourage you, try Alpha. Or maybe you've done it before, but maybe you have a friend or a neighbor or someone you see at the post office or wherever. I'd encourage you to invite them to Alpha. The great thing about Alpha is like, it's almost like you can try before you buy. If you don't like it, that's fine. But come and experience it. Just come to the first night. And I love that when we look back at these different representations, water, when I did Alpha, it was an opportunity for me to experience that living water of Jesus. You get to experience that. When I did Alpha each week with the different topics, it was sustenance. But when I did Alpha, I also experienced a deep sense of joy. You ask anyone that's done Alpha, one of the highlights is always going to be the connections that you form in the small group. The food is not too bad as well. <laughs> and then we always end with a celebration because that's what God is trying to offer to you. Looking back at verse 3, it says, Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. This means that when you come to God, he binds himself in an unbreakable oath to pursue you with goodness and mercy all the days of your life, right into eternity where we are eating jollof rice together. God is saying that he wants to give you refreshing water, strengthening milk, and joyful wine forever and ever. Amen. Amen.